right, so uh, Thomas Smith has been a podcaster, musician, and audio live stream engineer for many years and is the co-host of a couple of very fun and popular podcasts. He edits and co-hosts the fantastic Opening Arguments podcast with lawyer Andrew Torres in addition to managing their live streams. He hosts and edits the long-running and always interesting Serious Inquiries Only podcast. He is the co-host of the Philosophers in Space podcast. He uses science fiction as a sort of intuition pump. He is the co-host and editor of the very funny Comedy Shushan podcast. And finally, he has started to branch out into live game streaming on Twitch as at SeriesPod, focusing on streaming from a real working original NES and game cartridges. So, uh, I'm now joined by Thomas, the host of Opening Arguments, another fantastic podcast as we just laid out. Thanks, Thomas, for joining me today. Uh, how you doing? Hey, thanks. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, I, we were going to record uh, this originally on 1-6-2021, mm-hmm. uh, but... Uh, <laughs> A date that shall live in infamy? Yeah, some other stuff happened, and uh, yeah. and it was time for you to do an emergency podcast. Yeah, that was a that was a day. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, because I feel like the entire world is like inundated with the politics of that, which I think is fair. Um, I'd actually I want to try and not talk about that if if you're cool. Sure. Yeah. So like, um, I actually this the whole point of this podcast is kind of to, to nerd out about um about audio and video and live streams. And oh, okay. you have a lot of interesting experience. You know, I, I first heard your original podcast, Thomas and the Bible. And I, as a podcaster, how, how married to your format are you? And let me know if that question doesn't quite make sense. I can, I can go into more detail there. Uh, married to my format. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, as a, as a person, I tend to be a little bit more, uh, going off the cuff than other people. That's mm-hmm. just how I've been. And uh, I often try to set up a format, but then I won't stick to it. <laughs> but I will say, but certain things like, like you mentioned the Bible podcast now, uh, I, <laughs> I hope we're not going to talk about the audio quality of that one. That was, that That's wasn't not. good. That was my first attempt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also I was in a, you know, I was in an apartment uh, with, right. with high ceilings. It was uh it would have taken me knowing a lot more a lot sooner to get good audio in that uh, in that situation. So right. I might have figured it out a little later on in the show, but I'm sure early on it's it's got to be terrible. But anyway, uh, I stuck to that for the most part. I mean, I stuck to the goal of getting through that entire thing. You did, and I, you know. But uh, but I ch- I've ch- <laughs> I've changed formats a lot and all my stuff. I don't I don't uh, stay too rigid, and I, I look at that as probably. Probably a bit of a failing on my part. Um, I have a, I, I, you know, hmm. there's 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 a lot that goes into um, staying motivated and staying able to do things, you know, projects and so forth. And and one weakness I have is that I I do get um, discouraged. I get, I do I do fight a mental battle a lot. And yeah, uh, being able sometimes I I lose the ability or lose the focus that I need. And so, uh, fortunately that, that isn't a problem now with, you know, with opening arguments being my main job, you know, we yeah. having a, having a brilliant partner helps with that. I was, yeah, I was going to ask, like, is it, is it easier with a partner? Like I'd imagine that solo podcasting without like someone to talk to 
might feel like you're kind of just talking into the void, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it can be. Can be... I think I got I, I got away with it with with Thomas in the Bible because I early maybe in, in an effort to kind of I don't know protect myself <laughs> mentally I just I just decided here's a thing I'm gonna do and and I don't care who listens and I don't mm-hmm. you know and I don't care and this was you know 2010 you know yeah. it wasn't uh, there were probably uh, a thousand by a factor of a million fewer podcasts yeah, back then right. who knows. Um, but I just decided, look, this will be kind of like an audio book. And then if I can also be funny, that's a, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like any, like any normal audio book, like people don't listen live or in the moment or whatever. Right. So I just, you know, I just figured like I'd do it. And if somebody checked it out later on, I still get messages of people who are saying, Hey, you just said hello to people of the future and Tom's in the Bible. And they're like, Hey, hello back. I'm in the future. And I was <laughs> like, funny. yeah, that's funny. Uh, you know, I find it interesting that you think that it, that you noted a, like it as a, like a, maybe a partial failing on your part to not, not say wedded to your format. Cause like, I actually kind of, uh, in preparation for, for this particular show, I kind of went back and did some research and tried to like, think about how formatted your various shows are in comparison Mm. to other shows that I listen to. Like. All of them, for instance, have, you know, standard opening music. Um, all like your your opening arguments show arguably arguably is the most formatted, right? Where it has yeah. literal A, B, and C segments, uh, depending on how long Andrew talks. Uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes um, it's just a segment yeah, and like, then some stuff around it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you have like the, you know, Thomas takes the bar exam that comes at the mm-hmm. end, either the question yeah. or the answer on the on the later in the week podcast. So like you've got a real clear format there. And it feels like you kind of you kind of had a real plan or a format laid out for philosophers in space before you started that one. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about was like, how, how much planning did you do? Like, uh, did you know that like, okay, so we're going to have this thing called the exposition zone where we'll have this intro and then we'll, um, I, that one. So I think you, you already keyed on it in on it earlier. I mean, having a, having a partner is a whole different thing for me personally. And mm-hmm. you know, everybody's different. Um, for me, you know, I, I know people like, for example, uh, scathing atheists with, with Noah and Heath uh, mm-hmm. originally and then Eli later, like they are incredibly format driven. They script every word, they do every, you know, every segment. And I, I cannot operate like that. I've never been able, I always admire it. I don't know how they do it. So like, I guess that's why I look at it as a, a bit of a failing that I can't be that disciplined. Um, but I, you know, they're not, not every show should be like that, but, yeah. um, you know, they've, they picked a format that, that works for them for sure. And I feel like I, I don't know if I could do that if I wanted to. Um, with, but when, when I'm working with, you know, with Andrew, obviously he drives the vast majority of the content on mm-hmm. opening arguments and the format, you know, the, you know, T3BE was, was, yeah, I, I guess that was, that was some, might've been Eli's idea. Somebody, somebody oh, really? had the idea of uh, joking that I should take bar exam questions. And then we went, we went from there. I can't remember how it started. I know that, um, I definitely developed some amount of it, but I think it came as an idea from Eli or some, or maybe a bunch of listeners, but hmm. thing, I, I don't know, thing, little things like that, that stick and work, um, you know, those are easy to stick to. And philosophers in space was pretty planned out in terms of the, the overall structure of it. Right. Um, 
so yeah, no, I guess I've stuck to formats there. I mean, I think you're right about that, but anything that I do myself, I'm not good at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like you're talking more like in the vein of like serious inquiries only where it's kind of more of a whatever I feel like podcasting about this week sort of deal or whatever. Pretty much. I had yeah. 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 Which I think it has its place too, right? Like I, I think both um, make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, it almost feels like there's a progression though, as I, as I look at your podcast, like you've gotten more it's it's more like before you start a next po- uh, your next podcast if you were to start another one <laughs> that <laughs> that you would that you would have a real clear plan in place uh before you did so it would yeah that's that a good fair? i mean part of that probably comes from the fact that like as i've taken on more and more work like mm-hmm. the barrier to taking something else on is bigger so like i right. you know even oa i wasn't initially i was kind of hesitant because at that time serious inquiries only was pretty large um right and uh, that was the focus. And then, uh, you know, that that eventually got overtaken by OA because it just exploded. So um, but but I, the barrier to doing another project would be large. So it would be something that would be totally thought out. And, you know, um, the, the, it, I think it would have to be a very worthwhile idea. It would have to be something that made sense and would work within my schedule and all that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would require thinking it way ahead. And it makes it easier if it's almost like in a template, right? Where you're just like dropping the 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 unique audio into like a place in in your in your template in your DAW or, or whatever, in a way. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't really be that. I would probably still <laughs> reconstruct a new. I mean, like with philosophers in space, I I put so much work into that intro music. That's probably my favorite thing I've ever done. I love that intro um, music, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, it's it's so it's sort of funny, you know. I, it's the kind of thing where I don't know how I even did it, you know, after the fact. In terms of just the overall what I wanted to accomplish with the music and what I wanted it to sound like, like I, I just feel like I lucked into this amazing chord progression and all that. And so I, I, I like that part of it. Actually, that's when I can get a lot of energy uh, is is in doing something like that, like doing the intro, doing the, there. There's no <laughs> the best time for any project is is that time when you're when you're starting it, when you're getting the idea, when you're starting to develop it. That's when everything gets the most exciting, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's the the moment that it changed from a blank page to now I have a spark. I, I'm started on something. Let's go. Uh, that's that's kind of the way I've been. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I know that you also do, uh, or pre-COVID, you also did uh, live shows for opening arguments. Yeah. Who? Uh, how do you manage the live audio for that? Like, do you have like an iPad that's set up to remote mix, or is there like a friend or a supporter that helps you out? So we've done only two live shows, and it's been different each time. And what's funny, <laughs> if you want to talk about audio, um, so the first one we did the in New York, the venue had everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they I brought a few things in case and I, you know, like I, I definitely had a, um, you know, just a zoom recorder that I figured my thinking was like, either I'll just put this somewhere and we'll have some bad audio because part of it is I'm, I'm flying to New York. I'm not going to, you know, I didn't want to like pack a whole setup, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so I just figured I'll take the zoom recorder. I'll make it work. You know, I'll, I'll, I have, you know, I got the usual suspects in terms of software to to work audio after the fact that I, you know, isotope and all that stuff. I figured I could make something work, whatever. 
Um, and it ended up that they had basically everything pretty much that we could have wanted and they had a direct out from the board and I was like, great, perfect. I'll just plug that in the Zoom recorder. There you go. And they had a sound and, engineer there running the live sound. Uh, yeah, more or less. Uh, okay. Oh, no, sorry. Brian ran the ran the board for us. That's oh, okay. right. We could have hired somebody from them, uh, but I thought it would be cool to have Brian Ziegenhagen, who was, who was also at the time editing the show, um, come. He's a great guy, and I just wanted to hang out with him anyway. But uh, he was he was able to make it, so I figured, hey, come come hang out, come you know, we'll, uh, we'll uh, did Brian we'll treat also you to edit, the... uh, philosophers in space. I'm just he trying. did, yeah, he yeah. did. I re I recently so in the past year I took took back over opening mm -hmm. arguments and then uh, sort of uh, you know unrelated, of course with COVID and, yeah. and he's got two kids trying to educate and all that, and so it he um, Aaron's partner Lou actually edits uh, Philosophers in Space now but oh. anyway um so that that worked out and then we did another show in LA our second show the only <laughs> the only, only two we've done yeah. and that couldn't have been more different <laughs> on that one because it was on uh, in LA and I was driving I was like oh I'll bring I'll bring some stuff you know I right. brought some mics I brought whatever you know I didn't ha entirely know what to do but I just eh, brought some stuff it, it was kind of a remarkable story that, you know, oh, maybe this is a good show for it because I feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, go no, for, it. for an audio, you know, audio engineer, and I'm sure anyone can relate, you know, like it's you only get attention when something's wrong and it's bad attention and no one gives a shit if something's correct. You it's know? so true. Uh, <laughs> and so I took all this stuff because, like I said, I was driving and I was like, ah, just in case. And we get there. And uh, that was one where I was going to run the stuff. Uh, they had somebody to kind of work the board, but I was like, well, I want to, you know, I worked the like slideshow thing from my computer. I brought yeah. a projector and I was like, I like having control of stuff because it, it's, it, especially if you're dealing with somebody you don't know, I do yeah. not like relying on other people that I don't know to make a live show happen. I'm, stre I'm stressed enough as it is and I want to make sure I have control. The more things that, I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm not trying to like insult other people, but for some reason it's, I'm sure everyone can relate when it comes to a project, there's no, no one can do it like you can do it, you know? And yeah. like, especially something you care about. Um, it, I don't know what it is. So I, I was glad that I could run the, run the laptop and run the, the slideshow. Yeah. And this turned out, it was so funny because it turned out that this place had nothing like this venue had almost I mean, they had a board, obviously, and they had like a couple shitty mics. Didn't have enough. Didn't have enough mic stands. Didn't have enough anything. Okay. And it just turned out that like exactly what I had brought gave us just enough to do the show. It was incredible. Like I, I just brought random cables. I yeah. brought some mics. I think I might have brought like a mic stand or even it was something weird. Like I brought the top of the mic stand. Or the thing, the clip the that's clip, on the mic. The mic clip, yeah. Yeah, and Classic. like they they were short one of those. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, it was so lucky. I was, you know, obviously running around like a chicken with his head cut off, just trying to get everything to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, so after that, the end the end of the story is that 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 went off fine. I I still was recording in the Zoom recorder from the board, which is not optimal, but it's fine. And uh, then after that day, I was like, all right, Andrew, we we you know, we've got a a bit of a budget for the show, and we could 
spend a certain not a not a huge amount of money mm -hmm. and just have everything we need for every live show ever going forward right and he's like yeah sure and so, so you i, I did this <laughs> i did this amazing order from sweetwater i got all this gear i got it packed up ready to go next time i can't wait and then COVID hits <laughs> so so uh, this whole thing did whole, you whole, place like, the order first and then COVID hit or oh uh, no i already had it i had it at home oh, got man. everything and and then COVID. we because we were scheduled to do a seattle live show i know and, and so you know that got canceled and it's funny how we felt we felt a little dumb at the time for cancel we're like ah should we really be canceling like this, this is really a big deal and then within like a week of that time it was like oh no it's absolutely true that we should have canceled this and we're glad we did but yeah Anyway, point is, I've had this nice new gear sitting in my room for, I don't know, almost a, probably a year now. It's almost been a year. And uh, so I'm all ready to go. Next time I've got, I've got the setup to split out the audio cables, give the board uh, their own source, and then give me separate tracks to record everything. That's going to be beautiful. Nice. I can't wait. Uh, like a like a full like a studio live mixer like remote mixing with your your iPad sort of uh, no deal, so or? I'm gonna I'm gonna record it into I'm not worried about mixing until after the fact you know because this is not meant the, the the mixer whoever's working the board can mix whatever they think you mm -hmm. know whether that's me or a friend or someone working there um, uh, that's something I'll figure out at the time for recording audio to release later I'm just I just the the goal that I had was get everything i've got mics that are going to be as directional as possible to isolate right. the sound and also um some some really nice mic stands I, this is a minor thing but i got these collapsible mic stands that that go down for travel purposes you know go down to like nothing yep but they're actually really good like they're they're really um they don't seem flimsy they don't seem you know that i i'm excited to use them and, you know, uh, little, ultimate little audio that, ultimate audio I'm i guess. can't you know i'd have to check what they were i just grabbed them off sweetwater that's and I can't the one that i have that collapses the best that I, i'm the yeah. happiest with i was just so happy with how substantial they seemed mm -hmm. you know like it wasn't like oh it's collapsible but it's also you know yeah uh okay and i didn't i always i should have asked i always forget is this a cursing show do you care <laughs> uh i'll decide that after the fact depending on how <laughs> livid uh my my host yeah. and my guest is at the time <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so don't worry so, about it. You haven't cursed okay. too much. I can, I can yeah. edit it out if you go for it. So. Here I was. I'm trying to find this order when I yeah. got all this stuff. I'm like on my computer. And now I'm curious. But anyway, um, let's see. No, it wasn't that one. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to use all that. I'm, I'm not worried about a mixing board. I'm just worried about isolating the tracks, which is harder than you'd think, you know, at least on first blush. So when what's your strategy? What kind of gear did you uh, get? I, like, did it, you get like super cardioid uh, condenser microphones or really nice dynamic mics that have? Uh, like, nice dynamic mics, yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, where is this order? That's so funny. Is it? Am I remembering wrong? Is it actually longer ago? It might be. <gasps> it is. Okay, this was actually in October of 2019. That's how long ago this order was, and I haven't gotten to use it. I said a year. I underestimated. Yeah, what did I get? Uh, okay, no, it's here we been go. less than a year because 2020 didn't count, so like it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I got these Go Stand. What did you say? Is that what I you said, said Ultimate Audio? That's the one I use, but yeah, uh, oh, I, okay. I think they're they're uh, they're pretty hefty. Yeah. Uh, I think I know those ones that you're talking about. They're, and yeah. then I got um, on recommendation. I got some Shure uh, condenser mics that are um, that are meant for live audio. I, I can't yep. even remember because, like I said, I bought them and I put them away. I would have said they were dynamic, but I guess they must be a small condenser mic that anyway, they, they, uh, 
they recommended it to me as something that would be very directional and noise isolating and, and all that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, KSM 9CG, it looks like. Anyway, um, what my strategy for isolating the audio tracks is just I got, I didn't, <laughs> I imagine that such a thing must exist, but I had never thought about it. And I said, is there something that could just split my, you know, split my channels, split, you know, and it turns out there's, I got an eight channel mic splitter thing. So I can just put it in and then pop it at one source can go out to the board and one source can go to my zoom recorder oh, yeah. and then everything will be isolated. And there you go. Yeah. Nice. So I heard you mention a few pieces of software earlier. I heard a mention of isotope. I know mm-hmm. that you have recently started a project to, you know, you've been streaming online NES games with yeah. the classic cartridges, which I just personally love because I, I also owned an original NES and, you know, did the whole like, got to blow the dust out of the bottom of the yeah, cartridge yeah. thing so many times. I love that. I don't know Brasso. Why. I can't come to find out Brasso is good for cleaning those oh, off. Oh, really? Anybody's listening. Is yeah. it more effective I mean, than just say, blowing? Because like, I'm pretty yeah, sure blowing's that not didn't good. do anything. <laughs> Blowing's a good short term, but not bad, not good long term. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be like okay. corrosive long term. Oh yeah, yeah. Sprint. Lots of people say isopropyl alcohol, and that, that does work too. But Brasso, I've found it to work really well. I found that online. So metal cleaner, right? Yeah, because it, 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 the the tips of the cartridges are yep. whatever. I don't know brass, <laughs> whatever they're probably to copper. Be. If I had to guess, <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, whatever Brasso works on is what the reason that works. Um, yeah, it's a metal so, polish. Yeah. Oh, that's why it works. Mm, sure. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I was gonna, I was gonna ask specifically about um, what, what's your strategy for streaming? Like, and do you use different ones for the NES versus like? Actually, you must because I imagine it's not easy to. I, do you have a video capture card to get the console? Out, yeah. Video so out, uh, that that project has been just a. a fun thing to do you know it's a it's a thing i just have so much nostalgia for nes and i am every there's not a stream that goes by that someone's like oh i got a usb stick that has every game i'm like yeah that's fine for you i I get it (laughs) my goal has been to play i like playing with the original gear unfortunately there are limits because as you say you know getting getting the nes into the stream is is it's something I could do in a number of ways, but I actually a few years back I saw a company called Analog that uh, was making they make these retro uh, consoles that have all the original circuitry, but then translate the image into you know HD oh, and okay. and they do incredible work trying to get it to be just right, you know, and they nice. give you all these options. And so I bought one of those, and. Uh, I didn't really play it much because I didn't have time. It's one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this and I run out of time and don't yeah, actually no. do it. But then I'm glad I had it and I had to go through a whole like firmware update to get it to work. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It wasn't uh, it wasn't working for a while. But anyway, um, it, it out, outputs to HD and then I use a capture card to get. So I'm playing on the real cartridge, real controller, all that. Um, there's no like save state anything. There's no yeah, cheating yeah. in that way. But it it isn't the original console. I have both my original console that I fixed up and works. Mm-hmm. And I bought uh, some years ago, I bought a, one that was like complete in box to collect because I just love them so much. Yeah. And that one, I, that one works great too. But in terms of streaming, I use this other uh, analog NT mini. It's super cool. I had the uh, the original NES with the power pad and the uh, the Duck Hunt uh, gun. It, it came with like Mario One, Duck Hunt, and the Olympic game. It was all in one cartridge. And honest uh-huh. man, uh, lost so many years of my childhood to that. Well, it didn't lose. 
worthwhelly invested many years of my childhood with my brother yeah, playing that's, that that's game. That's the good stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Um, so yeah, I just uh, shout out to that stream. I think it's uh, seriousness on on Twitch uh, for. Well, uh, yeah, so I had a bit of a snafu with that name showed up as available and then it wasn't. So I, st- <laughs> it's actually Serious Pod on Twitch. So it's Twitch.tv oh, okay. slash Serious Pod. Um, the channel is called Serious NES, but I, I uh, oh, I'm hoping that gotcha. one will become available. It's uh, it's not available currently, but anyway, it's kind of yeah. silly. Gotcha. Uh, are you using? A uh, particular streaming solution for your live Q and A's for with Andrew, like uh, uh, yeah, these like are restream studios, like a cloud-based OD- OBS, or are you both using like an OBS studio thing and like stream keys? It's remarkably stupid to try <laughs> to st- stream among two people. I don't it know is. why this is such it a is. challenge. Um, I've done in the past, so yeah. Here, let me let me explain what I, what I do here. We uh, originally, back when we first started that, we just wanted the easiest no-nonsense anything, and mm-hmm. Google Hangouts had an, a super easy, uh, and YouTube, it was like integrated in YouTube. It was something you could both, you essentially do a Google Hangouts video call, mm-hmm. and then that goes into your YouTube live, easy as could be. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they decided we're not doing that anymore, and they got rid of it. For a while, they made it impossible to find, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was a whole other inve- adventure. And then I was like, okay, whatever. I found how to still access it. And then they're like, now nah, we're getting rid of it. Yeah. And then that went from like the easiest no-nonsense thing to impossible. You know, it was so hard. So I was using OBS. I'm on Mac, too, so... Yep. Um, Streamlabs OBS wasn't available at the time. Right. I was using regular OBS... Uh, you know, recording the screen to get Andrew's video into the, uh, you know, you're just using Skype. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it worked okay. I'm also, I'm not of any sort of graphic anything. And I, it's it's the kind of thing that we have so much other work that we we try to just, we just want to get us on air, you know? Right. And uh, so it, it wasn't looking like amazing or anything, but it was fine. And then uh, recently Streamlabs OBS released a Mac version. And so that was cool. That's what I'm using for my Twitch stream. That's super cool. I like that. Um, but it's still, you know, when you're, when you're having a guest, it just seems so insane to me that you have to call someone up on your computer and record the screen. Like how could there not be a better way to do it? In Streamlabs OBS, I don't, you know, I've looked around. I don't know there's a better way to do it. Now, um, for the fundraiser we did, which was a major event, I just wanted to have something that would be more surefire than that. You know, I was just worried about like how... Right. Yeah. And especially with multiple people on a call, Mm -hmm. like I hadn't, that's a, so then my, you could, you could do all this, you know, like, but then my screen is kind of stable and everybody else would be like a speaker view or you'd have to do like a, you know, a Brady bunch thing with everybody. So I decided to just not use Streamlabs OBS and use um, StreamYard, which is very similar to Restream.io. Does that require dedicated hardware like Sling Studio does? No, that's I think Streamlabs or uh, sorry, StreamYard is pretty much identical to Restream.io. I'm okay. pretty sure it's the same thing, but slightly different. I in fact, I even tried both of them. I grabbed Restream two a trial of both, mm-hmm. um, and they're pretty much the same. Uh, the only the only thing is like the the capability that Restream and StreamYards offers, but I think Restream might offer this a little to a greater extent is like we can stream on any platform you know stream the one video out to like facebook and all this other stuff and get the chat and that's cool but we're kind of like not doing that (laughs) we're kind of of the opinion streaming for oa isn't like 
that major of a thing. We just do the monthly Q and A pretty much, mm-hmm. and then when there when there's a fascist coup, we might do an emergency <laughs> yeah. stream. You know, on yeah. those days. That's needed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ad hoc. <laughs> and so uh, that it's you know we just put it on Facebook or sorry we just put it on YouTube and that's where you go. You know, like we're not like oh also Facebook and you know uh, Instagram and like your dieting app and your you know like every different place that it could ha- possibly have a video. Yeah. Um, we're just like we'll just do the one place it's fine um so uh stream i've been using that it's it's not there's drawbacks to everything you know there's pluses and minuses to everything the, the advantage is you're both dialing into the same spot for your video so mm-hmm. i'm not video capturing andrew and i like that part of it right that we're both coming in you know should be the same quality should be the same latency or whatever um and so that i like but then the downside is it's not as customizable i can't like you know mess with the windows at all i can't you know it's so it's it's a it's a trade off, um, but that's what I'm going with, and so restream is pretty much the same as, as Streamyard was was kind of the point of all this. Which was the point, the upgrade that allowed you to start easily implementing like the things like the uh, borders and the overlays that are around your faces on, on the live Q and A, and like show the view of the Patreon. Was that Streamyard uh, Streamlabs OBS coming, or was that Streamyard? Well, the fancy overlays and the stuff was was Stream Streamlabs OBS. That's yep. way easier in terms of that. I agree. So the way I had to do it for Streamyard, you don't get good overlays for Streamyard. I mean, you can kind of. I need to have, I would have to have somebody do some artwork for me, do some Photoshop work, have it fit into the screen, you know, like as a background and Mm -hmm. frame our video, which I could do. But then like the minute we have a third person on, that's going to change or that's going to, you know, it's not the easiest for that. It doesn't have like easy, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that's like more stability, you know, in exchange for less customization. and, And so that's how it is. Um, which is why I still am tempted to use Streamlabs OBS because that has a ton of, you can customize scenes, you can, yep. you know, I could screen capture the Patreon question. What I have to do with with StreamYard is like display capture Patreon, and it, but I can't crop it, you know, it's right. just frustrating. I can't like, you know, just crop it so the question's showing. It's, you know, it's a trade-off, but <laughs> it's all these like murky details that are so frustrating to anyone who tries to do this stuff. But to anyone watching, it's just it either works or it doesn't, and you're an idiot if it doesn't work. And it's it true. Does work, it's true. and it's, if it does work, you're not a genius. It's just passing. That's fine. Like that it congratulations, works. you yeah. succeeded and not failing. So yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm just a giant computer nerd, and uh, mm. I, I I find it. Uh, surprising that so many people have managed to bumble f their way through, you know, finding a way to to do these uh, complicated live streams because they certainly don't make it super easy to figure it out. Yeah, um, it's not the most well documented thing. Yeah, I want to ask just about um, if you use certain services. So, like, do you use Descript? Do you know what that is? No, what's that? Uh, it's like a it's a service that lets you basically upload your podcast. If you're familiar with like the audio version of Deep Fakes, where you could uh, in Adobe software mm. like type the word, and as long as the Adobe software is heard, the speakers say that the enough words and enough phonemes, and it can just like mm-hmm. s- make it sound like that person said that word. So you can change basically audio that was recorded. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But it also transcribes your your podcast, uh, like for closed captioning and stuff like that. Um, so it was one thing I was curious to know uh, and wanted to ask uh, various podcasters about. Um, I don't I don't know about all that. I mean, it's it's 
hard to know who's using what. We don't really know, have any awareness of like who's using our transcripts or why they would need them or whatever. Um, so that's something we wanted to add. Uh, we, we love Heather and it's something we did. And then mm-hmm. it's like, hopefully that's useful to somebody. That's all. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Do you have a particular remaster strategy for F this podcast that you're remastering as part of the occasional series? Oh pod yeah. Streams. Wow. Well, Are you that's just throwing been, that's it been at an, an isotope preset or, or do you? No, I, it's so, you know, <laughs> It was such a cluster F of different settings and whatever. Right. And trying it's not like one episode's and, the same from... Yeah, yeah. At each episode I'm looking <laughs> at the mess that it is yeah. and f- just deleting all the terrible settings that are in the DAW still okay. and just redoing it and checking what it what it needs. Um, so you still have from, the original yeah. DAW recording session. Yeah, That's yeah, nice. I, That's I, nice. I do. I'm amazed. I, I think... So this is from 2011, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm worried because another stupid thing. Uh, I, I, for the first part, I recorded my brother Sam just through recording Skype into the DAW. But after a certain point, yeah. he, he got the capability to record himself and mm-hmm. send me the files. And I don't know that I've kept all of those files. So, like, oh. I have all the old files because they were recorded on that computer. Right. But, like unless I took the time to import the file and actually save it to a new location or whatever, then, uh, you know, so I might, <laughs> it sucks. I might reach a point where I don't have that file and then I'm not, I guess I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to go from there. I may be able to find like the old wave export of both of us together. And then like, try, that would be a tremendous amount of work to isolate him. Uh, what is your preferred DAW by the, by the way? Um, I use Ableton and it's not something that I necessarily recommend. I <laughs> used it. For podcasting, I mean, yeah. like I, I use it, although maybe because I, you know, when Brian first started editing for opening arguments, he was using Adobe something or other. And it was, I was like, whatever you're doing is way too hard. Like mm-hmm. at, at the least I'll say for Ableton is you can just delete time and it'll set up fades automatically for you. I can't believe that any software wouldn't do that, but right. I don't know. Apparently not all software does that. Um, so that saves a lot of time. And, uh, yeah, I, but I started out, you know, I'm, I'm, I originally a musician and, you know, I, I tried to record my own stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, learned, learned a bit about that. And so that's why I had Ableton originally. And, uh, and that was your music DAW of choice then? Yeah. And so when Mm -hmm. I went to, you know, this was all, I I don't have any formal training or at least I didn't. Nor do I. So I just did what a friend recommended to do who actually had formal training. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, check out the software. It's awesome. And it is awesome, but it is kind of specialized. And it's, you know, Ableton's mainly for like people working remixes of, you know, yeah. all this stuff, DJing, like all this stuff. Electronic that music for. and like live yeah. production stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which focuses. I'm not using much of that, right. but. Uh, I just used it because it was what I had and what I was used to, and I used it to record my podcasts. And so now it's all I like using. And if I try to, if someone asks for help on using Audacity, I'm like, I don't understand how that works. It's the weirdest looking thing to me. I can't even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've spent no time trying to learn Audacity, which is the free one that we always like. If somebody's going to record their side of audio and mm-hmm. they're not, you know, a podcaster, we tell them to grab Audacity. It's the go-to, and then. What's funny is I have to hear the blind leading the blind because Andrew uses Audacity. And so when a guest has a question of what to do, he'll have to explain how to do it, which would be like <laughs> me bet. explaining the law. 
Yeah, it's funny hearing like his version of whatever anything means. It'd be like you trying to explain like uh, hearsay rules or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no, this is allowed because of like this exception, this exception 13 or whatever. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, as long as it works, (laughs) however you explain it is fine. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so do you use Isotope RX suite for, for general yeah. repairs and mastering and stuff? Okay, cool. That seems to be the standard of everyone I've interviewed so far. Oh, really? I, yeah, I, I started doing that a long time ago and I, I thought it was like, wow, I can't believe I've never heard of this until now. Just being able to remove the background noise. Spectral and the, repair, I think is what they yeah, call it. Yeah. Right? And the, um, the, the D, the D reverb is pretty D-verb. good. That's what I've had to use that on, um on the old F this. Cause like I said, it was a really echoey apartment. And so that's helped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so other stuff I don't, I don't actually like, I, it sucks. I, <laughs> I kind of bought the new version cause they sold me on all these like other features for podcasts, like leveling and all this stuff. And then I tried to do it and I, I cannot get it to work right. It's RX eight or I, uh, are you talking about ozone? Uh, I think RX-8, I guess. Yeah. They, they're, all these things are supposed to either do the levels for you or do this and that. Like, And I, I don't know if it's a question of getting the settings just right or what, but it's it's not sounding good. So I, I tried it a few times and I was like, I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. So I still use it for, you know, the getting the, the background noise, mm-hmm. getting background noise out. It's, it's great at that. It's exceptional at that. And um, I use it for deep, deep plosives, de-assing. Yeah. It's great at that. And then I just, everything else I handle in, in Ableton with, you know, with the uh, audio, uh, whatever you call them. VSTs? No, just uh, the audio. I suppose it's just the onboard Ableton audio effect. Okay. You know, just EQ. Okay. and Yeah, yeah. Like they're plugins, right? EQ and compression and general. No, I mean, yeah, they're just native to, to live. So, yeah, actually, because you own RX-8, I wanted to know, have you used the guitar denoise? Because I, I own the expensive version of RX-7. But the kind of mm-hmm. middle of the road version of RX-8 that doesn't have the guitar denoise. Uh, and I know you're a guitar player. Like, have you tried I, to run it on like an acoustic recording where you were sliding a lot? And oh no, I I've intended to, but I, it hasn't come up yet. I would say if <laughs> if and I ever do come up with a new podcast tune, I'm sure I will be making use of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that the, like the squeaky strings and all that, right. I, you know, I've, in the past I've used the same background noise thingy for electric guitar as I would for voice. They right. have a different one for guitar and I don't know why it would be any different. Um, it seems like it's a very similar principle to me, but either way, yeah, maybe I'd probably give it a try if I ever did it again. Yeah. That's the bit that I probably am most curious about other, otherwise I'm basically getting by with what I have in mm-hmm. RX-7, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, I mean one of the one of the best <laughs> most of uh podcasting and doing podcasting as a job has been an excuse to, you know, spend money that I don't need to on audio stuff that doesn't really make a difference. That's been <laughs> that's it's the nature of, of any of hobby, right? If it yeah, doesn't take buying, up your yeah, time and your money, yeah. you're going to find a new exactly hobby. Exactly right. I get, I upgrade my mic and it sounds worse, you know, like it doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter. Classic. It's uh it's still I, I you know, all that stuff, so we're well past our, our time, so yeah, I want to yeah, be respectful of you. Let me let me up, send yeah. you a link, and we'll do a quick restream test to see if Restream Studio is all the hotness. Why are we doing a restream test? I just want to see if the guest link works as as easy as possible, oh. if you're willing. I mean, I've already used it. Yeah, no, it works fine. Oh, it works fine? Okay, well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but if, I would recommend it that, or I think that and StreamYard are very similar. If you're if you're looking to have an integrated chat, that does help. Like having an integrated chat, that is one thing that 
um, Streamlabs OBS doesn't quite do with no. YouTube. Yeah, it's not They're very Streamlabs OBS is fantastic for Twitch. For YouTube, it's still fine, but it doesn't. It shows you the chat, but you can't interact with it really yep. within the within the program. So Streamlabs and Restream, sorry, Streamyard. So many different stupid I terms. Know. Streamyard and uh, Restream are very good at the chat integration and the fact that you can like hit a button and somebody's chat in the YouTube chat comes up on the screen. That's a nice feature that I think they both have. So. It's, well, uh, yeah, th those are, I'd recommend if, if anyone's trying to get started with like a user-friendly, easier interface, for sure I would recommend those. Yeah, yeah, and the ability to have a layman be able to join as an interviewee, mm -hmm. uh, I think exactly. in particular. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Thomas, for, for joining me today. You know, I, I hope uh, at some point in the future we'll have a chance to talk again, but really appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, good luck in the future. Hey, thanks so much for inviting me. And uh, yeah, l uh, hopefully that Seattle live show will happen someday. <laughs> Can't wait, man. Can't wait. All right. All right. Take care. You too.